What's up, what's up, what's up, everybody? We back up in here, hella flag with the podcast. I'm your man, Flagrant DM. I'm in here with my brother, Sean B. Flagrant. We back for episode three. What's up with y'all? Man, man, how y'all doing, man, out there, man? What's going on? What's going on? Yeah, you know, back up in here, hella flag with the podcast, man. NFL, I, I'm not even going to mess with it. I, I, I feel like my season's over, man. The 49ers, Jimmy G., um, you know, as we all know, it has been confirmed. He has an ACL tear. And, um, you know, it looks like my, my 49ers are going to have to talk up this season yet again. Um, you know, playing against the Kansas City Chiefs, Jimmy G was trying to go for a couple extra yards. Don't know what he thought he was about to get up out of that. Probably should have slid, ran out of bounds, ducked, whatever the situation may be, knee buckled. And now we back with CJ. First um, of all, first of all, first of all, don't discredit CJ Beathard. Like he ain't gonna come in here and win y'all seven games, though. Do not sit here and say that CJ can't win y'all seven games. Can I, y'all got the Chargers though. Chargers this week, man. You got that, man. CJ, CJ ahead of that. That's that's easy work for CJ, man. Excuse me. Chargers, right? Yeah. Yeah. No, okay. No. 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 no, no. Not at all. Not at all. <laughs> That ain't gonna happen, but I got Phillip Rivers on my fantasy. He's gonna slice y'all up. It's done. And and, and uh, um, my man Richard Sherman may or may not be re-injured as well. Um, so you might be right. Phillip Rivers might have a field day out there. So now, you know, as I told you on the phone, and we kind of talked about this a little bit. You know, John Lynch, the GM thing, it was all funny games in the summertime when, you know, everybody was high-fiving and everybody was healthy in practice. But now your GM skills are really about to be tested. Star running back down. Quarterback is gone. Your your defense might be in trouble as well. What, what do we do here? You know what I mean? What moves are the 49ers going to make now to be able to either A, I won't say tank, but – find a nice way to a good draft pick um, and, and be, you know, moves for the future. Well, let's be honest, man. I mean, with or without old man Sherman, your defense was trash regardless, man. Yeah. But I will say this, the good thing about, well, I'm going to say the good thing about it. Let me back up right now with having Jimmy G with the torn ACL. All you can do is just play the guys that you got. Fred Warner, um, Ruben Foster just came back. You know, from his two-game suspension, you got players. If Forrest Buckner on the line, or Eric Armstead needs to get better. Solomon Thomas definitely needs to produce. I mean, that was a third-round pick for y'all. So he needs to produce. This is the time right now for your defense to come together and just try to help y'all win games. On the offensive end, C.J. Beathard, like I said, mm, I mean, he can throw the ball, but he's not. He's going to turn the ball over a lot. So we're not going to worry too much about the wins. Just try to produce with the people you have. C.J. Beathard, you, at this point – Find out if he's a, you know, serviceable backup, if he's worth keeping next year if Jimmy G comes back. Now, just like we talked about, despite the fact that Jimmy G's gone, Jared McKinnon's gone out for injury, you're running back, the offense going to look shaky. You know, uh, Marquise Goodwin, I mean, he – Shaky? Had his problems, yeah, extremely, <laughs> extremely bad. Sorry, yeah, I don't even, I don't even want to call it shaky. I mean, and and not 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 to to discredit CJ Beathard. I mean, he's got it. He's got to get a little bit of time to see if he can mature into be, being a better quarterback. I, I dig that, 
But look at the guys that we're working out. EJ Manuel. Hey, 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 wait, 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 wait. <laughs> don't, don't you talk about EJ Manuel. He back, he backed up Derek Carr for a while, man. He came into the hey, game. And he's back on the couch right now. He is not playing for anybody at all. Okay, okay, I'll give you that. Landry Jones and Tom Savage. Um, A combined combined career 24 touchdowns between the three, I think. And I might be being generous here. Um, Yeah, uh, Tom Savage obviously backed up. um, Well, he started, actually. He started for the Texans. For the Texans. And then, obviously, got replaced by Deshaun Watson. And we know how that story went. Right. Um, Landry Jones was backing up Ben Roethlisberger. That wasn't going to work. So there's no production from him. And I mean, EJ Emanuel, the greatest quarterback that nobody knows about. <laughs> he might be the most out, out of the three guys that they worked out. He might be the most athletic um, quarterback. Don't know that that means anything. Cause like you said, Marquise Goodwin, I, that's it. But I, outside of that, who do you really have to throw to? And so what, mobility do you really need at, at this point you need a game manager somebody that's going to you know do his check downs get you some yardage keep the game manageable um because honestly wins I mean you know we I think the bills are somewhere on the schedule and right. you know there's a few other teams that you know we, we may get some practice rounds in but let's be honest now it, it is really looking like a bad season for the San Francisco 49ers and I'm a 49er fan to the heart I, you know, just had to be honest with myself and be honest with my team and where we're at. Well, let's break down exactly what happened, though, with that whole run with Jimmy G. So basically what happened, you know, you got to play the Kansas City Chiefs. Patrick Mahone was throwing deep bombs all through the air on y'all. If y'all listened to the episode two and I told y'all to bet that, you would have won some good money there. Just saying. Um 35 points he put up on y'all in the first half. Now, Jimmy G was trying to do his best to get back in the game. Made some questionable decisions, obviously. The biggest one, like we just talked about, running towards the sideline. Uh, you have three defenders coming at you. Jimmy G, you got to take the ball out of bounds. You just got to run out of bounds. Now, Justin Houston also talked about that. who's a defensive player for the Kansas City Chiefs. Basically, he said, you know, that's kind of on him. He said it's his fault. He said he's got to be a smarter quarterback and run out of bounds. I don't really know. My feelings on this, um, I respect Jimmy G for trying to make a play. The only thing about it is, A, yes, I think your quarterback for the long term needs to run out of bounds. B, the cut that he made, he stepped out of bounds anyway. So regardless of had he got an extra yard, he still would have been out of bounds. So it really wouldn't make a difference. Now, let me say this. If he tore his ACL doing that, he would have tore it regardless. I'm just going to be honest. Right. It doesn't mean that because he made that one move that that would have been like your season would have been on, you know, with no with no hiccups. I don't think so. I think that his leg probably wasn't in the best shape. He's not able to do certain things like that. I mean, let's just be honest. He's not a runner. Right. He can't do. He's not Russell Wilson. He's not Aaron Rodgers. He can't get out the pocket like that. So right. people can't do that. I mean, it's going to be hard for him. Now, another thing I did find out, which is a little bit of speculation, but. You know, I don't know. Might not have to do, do a thing with it because everybody participated, you know, on the field. There's a Taylor Swift concert during the first week at Kansas City at Arrowhead Stadium. Mm-hmm. The grass was returned before the before the um before the contest. I'm just saying, maybe Taylor Swift <laughs> messed up your quarterback. <laughs> 
If you want to blame it on somebody, let's blame it on Taylor Swift. Kanye blames everything on Taylor Swift. Why can't you? If Kanye That's it. Blame it on Taylor Swift, That's it. That's it. I blame it on Taylor Swift. It was one of them cowboy boot wearing fans stomped some divots in the ground or left one of their spurs in the grass, and Jimmy G tripped on it and tore his ACL. That's it. Taylor Swift, I knew you was trouble when you walked in. Now you got it. Like, go. Bye. It's over. Nah, I no, love you, Taylor. Yeah. <laughs> Don't come after me, Taylor. I'm just saying that. Yeah. Taylor will bury my career just like she did Kanye. I don't want that. Leave no. me alone. Don't, don't, don't yeah, come I'm good. I'm, I'm good. just stating facts. No, but on, on all seriousness, though, I think that would have happened regardless. But what y'all need to do right now as 49er fans, just appreciate what you have in your young players. See what you can get better on. Yeah. You know, who can pick up the concept of, of, of Kyle Shanahan's offense? Who can't? Once you figure that out, cut the rest of them. Just if, Whoever can't do it, cut them in the end of the year. Take it as a loss. I mean, you still get a draft. Yeah, yeah it, was, it was intended to be a rebuilding year anyway. I guess you're just adding some more building blocks into rebuilding that again. But it, was, it wasn't intended to be a Super Bowl season or some, you know, magical 10-12 win season anyway. So, yeah, not make any hasty moves. Um, right. You know, see what you got. See what you can do. See what you can do in the draft. And, you know, kind of just navigate your way through it, stick to what you got, and just kind of continue to, 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 you know, build on what you have. Instead of, like, your team, who's just going to up and leave. They're just like, we're done. We're out of here. Okay. System. <laughs> okay. Let me, let me speak on behalf of my, of my Oakland, Oakland <laughs> Raiders. All right. So – we all know the story about the Raiders. I mean, I've, I've, I've been on episode two and one talking about a whole lot of stuff about Khalil Mack being traded with John Gruden. We obviously know about that. We're 0-3. Pathetic. We lost now to the Rams. The Rams are supposed to be a Super Bowl team. We'll see. Um, we lost to Denver in Denver, which is a hard place to play, so I'm not really doing too much on that. But we lost to Miami. First of all, let me, let me say this. Hmm. This is what really bothered me. Yep. I was watching that game, and they ran some trick play and got around, got around the defense. On the way to the, the end zone, two okay. of the, the two of the Miami players high fived each other. They're actually showing it on ESPN. My bad. The same play you that you're saying? talking about. They high fived each other. Exactly on ESPN right now. They high fived each other. This. <laughs> This, like, really, like, I mean, okay, I get it, I get it. You're going, I mean, come on, this, you high five, come on, man. y'all gotta do better than that, man. Like, y'all should be mad and just came out and be like, you know what, we 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 finna go in now. Didn't do it. They just laid down, let them beat them. Anyway, John Gruen's having a terrible start. Just came out in the news right now that Oakland Raiders are actually considering going to San Diego to play next year. 2019. Now, let me talk about this. I don't know if you guys know. Yoga Raiders have had a little bit of a problem dealing with the city of Oakland. Obviously, it do it comes from the situation of them leaving and going to Las Vegas in 2020. Now, the city is claiming they need they need more money from the Raiders, that they're not paying their share. 
And they're basically putting out an antitrust lawsuit against the Raiders. Now, I don't know if this is going to be confirmed or not. They haven't really decided they're going to go forward with this or not. But the Raiders have came out, come out and said that they're either possibly going to San Diego and play where, you know, at Qualcomm Park, where the old Chargers Stadium, basically the Chargers used to play. That's their main goal because a lot of Raider fans are still in L.A. and San Diego at that. And a lot of Raider fans, as we know, Raider Nation travels. Now, the problem I see with this is that Alex Spanos, who is the Chargers owner, and Stan Kroenke, who is the Rams owner, have their little super organization in L.A. They both moved there last year. They both want their business. Now, the Raiders, like I said, still have big fans in the L.A. area and San Diego area, Southern California whatever you want to say. They don't want their business to be intruded on. They want to keep selling tickets, especially the Rams, because the Rams are getting a lot bigger right now. They have a chance to possibly win the Super Bowl. The Chargers are good. I'm not going to say they don't, but I mean, the Rams right now, especially because they're the ones that are funding the big stadium, um, which is going to be down in downtown LA in 2020. So they don't want the Raiders to come in here and, and mess up their problem. So it could happen. It might not happen. The other possibility is they could move to Vegas early. Now, that probably won't happen because Vegas, if you go to Vegas, you want the grand opening. You want that big celebration where, boom, the Raiders are here. We got a brand new stadium. All of the lights. All of the lights. You know what I'm saying? Vegas is full of lights. We all know about how Vegas gets down. Love it. You know what I'm saying? I will be there for the first game, even though I can't stand the fact that they're moving, but I will be there. My point is, yeah, my point is, they need they need it to be a big situation. They don't want to bring a team down there next year and have a soft opening and then play at you know UNLV Stadium or whatever and possibly have a bad year and people stop lose interest in them and not worry about it. They don't want that. They want the grand opening. So that's not going to happen. Now, this is the big thing, and this is to all y'all. Everybody in the Bay Area, anybody who's an Oakland Raider fan or a 49er fan. The other opportunity that they have that they could possibly do is to move and play road games back to back with at Levi Stadium nah. where the 49ers play. Nope. Uh-uh. 30 nah. minutes down the way, 35 nah. minutes down listen, the way. Listen, <laughs> listen, 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 listen. As an East Oakland town native, right? Mm. Diehard A's fan my whole life, right? Shout out to the A's for making the playoffs. Shout out to the A's. Um, We're going to root them on. Definitely. I have watched you dirty Raider fans (laughs) deteriorate my stadium for decades. (laughs) I refuse to let y'all bring that black hole garbage to my 49ers and just tear up my stadium and then leave in another year. Because that's all y'all finna do. Y'all finna come through. Y'all finna have hella parties. And it's trash my stadium and then bounce. Nah, uh-uh. No, it's not happening. We gonna rip that thing apart. <laughs> all them red seats. <laughs> I'm taking all them red seats one by one. Whoop, whoop, whoop. We're going to do it on November 1st, and we're going to do it next year. <laughs> it's, not, it's not happening. 
over. It's over. But look, look, on the real though, I I've heard from Raiders fans and 49ers fans, none of them want it. None of them want it. None of them want it. I can understand it. Honestly, I mean, it's 35 minutes away. I don't, I wouldn't even feel comfortable doing it. You know what I'm saying? Like, I wouldn't feel comfortable just being in that whole thing, walking up. I mean, obviously, you can't replace all the 49ers stuff that's that's there. Like, it's just a more reminder that this is our home and not yours. Like, I that's not that's not for me. I'm feel I'm I'm sure the 49ers, I mean, I'm sure Raider fans feel the same way. I'm sure 49ers feel the same way. Like, this is my home. We not let, gonna let y'all come in here, and the Raider fans is just like, you know what? We don't even we not we not trying to just lease nothing or come out here and on borrow right. time. Right. Like it's it's either our space or no space. You feel it me? It was like uh, it was like going to Warrior Games in San Jose. Like, like yeah, that was tragic. That was tragic. <laughs> that was, was tragic. Yeah, the, the 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 distance don't really mean a lot, man. Like I mean, I I trust me. I mean, I go to Vegas a lot, but. Just the fact that even I would rather go to Vegas than I would 35 minutes away and go to a Raider game at, at Levi's. Just, yeah. It's not for me. No, nah, I hear you. I feel it. I feel it. I feel it. I feel it. Well, um, you know, another thing that's that's going around the NFL right now that is definitely unclear, um, you know, as we talk about things that are up in the air, is roughing the passer as a rule. Um, it, it is it – is, it, you know, right now, as we stand in week three, um, I think I heard one of the ESPN reporters earlier today say something that I think that we're at double the number of rough, rough in the passer penalties uh, yeah. this season than we were at this point last season. Um, you got guys who are, you know, all pro defensive players, Clay Matthews, you know what I mean? Spend his whole career doing exactly this. And you're hitting him with penalties, and he's doing everything he can to try to be within the letter of this rule, and you're right. still hitting the man with the penalty. I mean, and I, I, I'm sorry, I forgot his name, but from the Dolphins, same situation. The guy was trying to ease up on hitting a quarterback and end up hurting himself. Yeah, it was against uh, the Raiders, actually. Um, I want to say his name is William Gray. I might be wrong. I know it's William something. Um but yeah, no, he defensive end came to sack car. He did sack car, got him clean, everything. The problem was what the rule now is you can't basically lay on top of the person once you hit him. Now, I don't know how it's possible. Like, if you think about it, like, if I'm going to hit the quarterback and my momentum is going forward, I'm going to fall. Right. So, this guy on the Dolphins, William, like I said, William, whatever, he falls on, on car. But as he's doing that, he's trying to brace himself. And try to roll off of him so he doesn't, you know, basically doesn't hurt car or doesn't get a penalty at that, if nothing else. Tears his ACL. He's out for the whole year. Trying to help y'all out, trying to not hurt car, trying to help y'all with your rule, not get his team a 15-yard or get ejected from the game. Right. He his his season is over. Right. It's over. It's ridiculous. This rule is stupid. I don't. I don't know what they want. Like they want, they want to take football out of football. What's the point of me watching football if I can't watch what the game is about? Right. And, and so, you know, you even had quarterbacks like Aaron Rodgers even say, you know, some of these hits look legal. You know, I'm a quarterback. I play this game to get hit. I know what I'm in here for. You know what I mean? And some of these hits look legal. And so, you know, as a, as an NFL, as a league, you know what I mean? The NFL really has to take a, a stance and say, hey. 
we could be jeopardizing our future fan base by not putting a strong stance and saying, okay, this is the rule, period, and making it clear, and that's it. Um, or what you're going to end up with, and I joked about this, and then you told me that other people have said it too, you're going to end up having full contact for everybody but the quarterback. And basically yeah. it's going to be two-hand touch or flag for the quarterback and then full contact for everybody else, which, you know, I, I don't know. I mean, if that in, in can ensure the longevity of a quarterback and the longevity of the game, maybe long-term it sounds better than what I'm saying it. But to me as a football fan, nah, I want to see somebody get hit. You know what I mean? Right. I want to see the ball pop out. You you get, you know, opportunities for fumbles and all sorts of other defensive plays when you get to make a play on the quarterback. I mean, that's football. Right. Well, and the, and the irony about the whole thing is, I mean, even Aaron Rodgers saying all this, Aaron Rod the reason why the rule is here is because of Aaron Rodgers. Because yeah, of what happened to him last year. Yeah, because of the a Anthony Anthony Barr when he drove him to the ground. And that was a dirty play. Don't get me wrong. I'm not trying to say that, but that's was the cause of it was they lost the biggest name in football other than Tom Brady. You see what I'm saying? Right. So for football, losing all that money, Green Bay not having, you know, fans come, people not watching games, they lost, they started to lose money. And they started thinking like, well, I don't want to, we don't want our league to lose money. We got to protect our quarterbacks. Now, I get why they're trying to do it, but the thing about it is you play a violent sport. Right. This is what this is. Quarterbacks know what, what it is. Now, I'm not saying go out and do something dirty to a quarterback. No, but I mean, if – you get around the offensive line and you hit the quarterback, that's legal. That's your that's job. The, that's your job. What, what is the point of Khalil Mack if he can't do that? What's the point of Von Miller if he can't do that? J.J. Watt, all these guys, what, what is their purpose in here? Aaron Donald, what is their purpose if they cannot get to the quarterback? Like, okay, so I'm supposed to get $100 million for Khalil Mack, and once I get around, I'm just going to slap the, the, the quarterback on the back of the head. Right. Well, I got you. Got What's you. the point of that? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Let these men be men. Let them let them do what they gotta do. If 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 you don't want your quarterback get hit, develop your offensive line. Yeah, and I mean, not having the ability to pressure the quarterback dramatic dramatically changes the game. Right. I mean, it, it it changes the game, and so you know, again, the NFL is going to have to decide what the rule is going to be. Either there's going to be pressure or there's not, and if there is, you got to let these guys hit the way they've been hitting since they were seven, eight, nine, ten years old. They were taught to hit this way. This is the way to, to hurt, to make sure you don't hurt yourself or hurt somebody else. You got to hit between here and you got to carry your momentum forward. And and this is how they were taught to hit. What else? I, I, I don't know how you tackle somebody going this way, but manage to not for your weight to go a different way. I don't I don't I don't know what science you want them to try to put together to make that happen. It's not possible. I mean, they're not playing with X-Men's or whoever <laughs> Marvel characters that can flip around and do some other stuff. Like, yeah, like, I mean, just just give it up. Like, NFL, give it up. Let these players do what they got to do. Like, if it's not hitting below, yeah. the, the, below the waist and they're not taking headshots, let them go. Right like, I mean, if they don't, if the quarterbacks don't want to play the game, they can go sit on the couch with EJ Manuel and Landry and all the rest of them. Tom Savage, yeah. man. Like, <laughs> Makes no sense. Makes no sense. Uh, so you just said the 49ers are about to get a bunch of flag football quarterbacks. I get it. I dig it. Yeah, your offensive <laughs> Good luck with the offensive line. CJ, first of all, CJ Beathard, that's one thing he is good for, though. Like, he could take a hit straight up. Last year, 
Y'all let him. Y'all let him. I was about to say, and we we he took all of we the stress <laughs> test. We stress tested that as best as possible last year. He took all the hits last year. Man, so. he, he probably might take one or two this season and be like, I'm. You know what? Y'all yeah, it is for real. <laughs> Pull a Vontae. <laughs> <laughs> Retirement. <laughs> At halftime, he probably not going to make it there. He's going to get one hit and be like, nah, that's good. Melvin Ingram going to come in against the Chargers just booming like, yeah, I'm going to just go out here to L.A. I'm just going to go kick it in L.A., man. Y'all can find me down on fucking Hollywood Boulevard. You know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm done. All right, so as we all know, uh, the 2018-2019 NBA season is about to kick off. All the teams had their media day this past week. Um, got to see some interesting thing. LeBron James in his Laker uniform. Um, you know, we got to see the, the Golden State Warriors championship team with the addition of Boogie Cousins. That looks scary. Anybody play with them on 2K, I'm not playing against y'all. Don't even try it. Like, it's not unfair. It's not unfair. If you picked if you pick the Warriors on 2K, man, you ain't got no talent, man. You yeah, I don't me. trust you. I don't yeah. trust you. Uh, that's my team all day, but I don't even play with them, man. I no. played one time just to see – just to see what they could do. I don't even know who to, 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 to shoot with. Like, I'm sitting there passing the ball. Like, obviously, I'm shooting a little bit with KD and Steph and everything like that. But I'm like, oh, Draymond didn't get the ball. Let me go try to make a little bit of Like, I'm trying to figure out, like, who ain't got points, who ain't got stats, like, trying to make this even kill. Man, it's, yeah, it's too much. We'll see how it goes during the season. But, yeah. Yeah, yeah it's, it, crazy. It's, it's way too much. Um uh, something else that that was kind of crazy about you know NBA Media Day, your boy Kawhi, um, <laughs> obviously not real well known for showing emotion, um, decided to try to do that and try to be personable at Media Day, and now the internet is just unforgiving. They roasted it on that one. <laughs> hold on, hold on. Look, look, look. For every, let me say something though. I found it funny too. I'm not gonna sit here and lie. I was dying for at least five minutes, and I kept watching it. But let me tell you something: for all y'all that sat there and laughed at him for his ridiculous, weird, unconventional laugh, whatever he has, some of y'all got some funny ass laughs too. No, so don't so don't sit here and make fun of him, and then you go listen to yourself because some of y'all can't hear yourself. (laughs) Y'all don't be laughing like him, but y'all y'all just sound just as funny as him. So leave that boy Kawhi alone. He trying. He, he trying. You know what I'm saying? Like he trying to open up. What I thought was crazy was when they asked him, tell me about yourself. And all he had to say was, I'm a good guy. That's what I was like. What? <laughs> Is that all you have to say? Like, you're an Aquarius. You like to read books. Right. <laughs> Sometimes I like to go walking. Sometimes I like to go, you know what I'm saying? Like, I like to eat hamburgers and french fries. I don't know what I you like, like to do. I scary movies. I don't right. know. I mean, I'm just going to hope that you're a good guy. Like, you don't have to tell me that. Like, be more specific. That's, why. that's your entire resume. I play basketball. I'm a good guy. Right. All I found out about Kawhi is he has no no career in broadcasting after his career. That's all. That's Ever. all I found out about Kawhi. He could Kawhi. be a defensive coach. Uh, right. Yeah. Right, yeah. defensive coach. Like, what should I do, Kawhi? What should I do out here? Stop him. Like, okay. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks, coach. For that. <laughs> I should go stop him. 
Like, well, how'd you, how'd you guys win the game? Kawhi said, stop him, so I did it. Boom. That's all you need. Yeah, that's, all that's you need. it. That's all you need. Um, some other notable things, though, from NBA media week or media days that, you know, could say are interesting. This week, Jimmy Butler obviously was not a part of the Timberwolves media day who just super max call Anthony Towns as a slap to the face to Jimmy Butler, who recently pretty much made trade demands to the Minnesota Timberwolves and said, I want to go here, here, here. You need to trade me. Um, I got a huge problem with this whole situation for a number of reasons. You and I talk about it. I don't think we've addressed it on the podcast heavily, but it's a situation that, that, that I personally don't like. The fact that players, especially ones under contract, you're not even a free agent. Players under contract can make trade demands and say, hey, not only do I want to be traded, but I'll only be traded to these teams. How do you, first of all, how do you even do that? Um, Second of all, how do you as as teams in a league even allow this to go on? Right, well, it started actually a long time ago. it's funny because nobody really talks about it, but it started with Melo. Carmelo mm-hmm. Anthony was playing for Denver um, back in the start of his career, and he wanted to play for New York. I mean, Carmelo, I w- he's from Baltimore, New York area, but he loves New York, basically. And he wanted to go play there, so he basically forced his way to the New York Knicks. That was the first, that was the first thing I remember, you know what I'm saying? Like in terms of a big-name person coming out to the media and saying that, boom, I want to be here. Now, I'm not saying that other players haven't done it before, but they haven't done it to where it's been a big spectacle like it has. Kawhi, I mean, um, yo, well, yeah, Kawhi Leonard obviously was the last one to do it before Jimmy Butler, and then, of course, Kyrie said, I want to be traded. Get me out of here. Now, I agree with you. I actually wrote a story on the fucking fell um, quite a while ago, actually, and it was more geared toward Kawhi Leonard about the same thing. I mean, players just sitting there, especially when you're under contract and you're making millions of dollars. I mean, I'm not talking about millions like a million, two million. I'm talking about 20, close to 30 million million dollars. And you're basically telling an organization who put all their money and their faith in you to rebuild their team around you, telling them, hey, guess what? I'm done. Get me out of here. I want to go to – and in um, Jimmy Butler's case, he's – Talking about, I want to go to the Clippers, the Knicks, or what the the Brooklyn Nets. And now right. the biggest story: now he wants to go to the Heat because the Heat are making a strong push for him. I don't know. I I I, I feel like you don't really have that right. And, you well, should okay. take- well, not even that you don't even have that right, but you touched on it. Melo was the first one to really kind of make this demand, right? How did that work out? Well, I mean, he got his he got his wish. How did that work out for the New York Knicks? It was awful. It was terrible. Awful. It terrible. Was terrible. You're a player. You're not a GM. Right. You don't know what's best for me and my team. And so, I, like you said, the team you're on has likely because the guys that we're talking about, we're talking about superstars. We're not talking about the and we'll get on J.R. Smith in a second. We're not talking about the J.R. Smiths of the world. We're talking about superstars. So I have built a team in the city that you're currently in around you right and build a budget and build a plan around you and now you have demanded to be traded you want to go to these specific teams these specific teams okay sure come on in i've allowed you now to play gm to my new team 
And now I got to figure out how to work you into whatever else I got going on over here. Nah, you know what I mean? Like there, there has to be a line in the sand where you, where you have to say, I get that you don't want to play here, but I pay you a bunch of money to play here. So either you're, you're not going to report and you're just going to forfeit your money, which you're not going to do, or you're going to come play. And that's it because you can't play GM. It it didn't work out for Melo. Um, I, I, I don't, Obviously, Kawhi Leonard, when he when he made his demands, Greg Popovich in the Spurs said, "Yeah, okay, I hear you, but nah, we're gonna yeah. send you as far away from over here as humanly possible." Right. And so, with Jimmy Butler coming out, and again, he's a good player. I don't think Jimmy Butler's the type of player to be able to step to any organization and and make demands. No, not at all. You know what I'm saying? Like. Nah, you're not carrying my team to a finals by yourself, not even a conference finals by yourself. So you're you're not in a position to make demands. You're a good player. You should be respected. You should be on a team that, you know, respects your talent and you can play with. And, and so I will transition and I'll play devil's advocate on this other side of the issue is Tom Thibodeau and the Timberwolves sideways for even trying to rebuild this Bulls things in Minnesota anyway, though. You know what right. I mean? Like that, that part of it is is terrible on them as an organization i don't know if that has anything to do with why jimmy doesn't want to be there but from an organizational standpoint y'all got some other issues other than just jimmy butler not wanting to be there i don't know what y'all are trying to replicate over there in minnesota but again talking about things that didn't work out it didn't work out in chicago right and now you're trying to do it in minnesota yeah, no, and I agree with that. And the thing about Jimmy Butler, I agree with you in terms of when you're saying that he's not a max star player. I mean, Jimmy Butler, let me be honest, he's a second, he's the second best player on any team. He's like he wasn't even the best player on his team on the Timberwolves. I'm gonna be honest with you. Carl Anthony Towns is the best player on that team. Yeah. He's not a great defender. I'll give you that. Jimmy Butler is tougher than him in terms of, of mental state, yes, but he's not the best player on that team. So for you to make demands, that's you don't have you don't have the right to do that. Right now, the crazy thing about this world is we criticize LeBron and Kevin Durant for their moves that they made when they left their teams. Now, you think about that. They left in free agency. Not once did you ever hear that they were going to force their way out of Oklahoma City or Cleveland at any times. When LeBron went to the, the Heat or when he went now to the Lakers, he didn't leave early. He didn't say, I want you to trade me now. Get me out of no. here. Never said that. When KD left Oklahoma City, he never said that he played nine years with that team and he was a Golden State Warriors. We'll be criticizing the depth still to this day for leaving that team and coming to play with the Golden State Warriors. We don't because we Golden yeah. State Warriors fans, but the rest of the world does. But yet and still, Kyrie, Kawhi, Jimmy Butler now, um, Melo back in the day, nobody said anything about that. Right. Not one person has spoke on that oh, issue. He doesn't want to be there. He's right. he's not being treated fairly. I, I'm going to be frank. Fuck how you feel for $30 million. You know what I'm saying? Thank like, you. as a fan that's paying close to $150, $200 a ticket to come see you play, bro, I, I, your personal little feelings and you don't want to be here? Like, and, and we talked about this issue, too. I know we could we could go a hundred different ways on this topic and maybe we, we get some other people on the show at some point And we talk about this with more people, but then the other issue is, and we brought this up is now with people starting to make trade demands, right? Because 
you know, one of the teams that was potentially interested in Jimmy Butler is Cleveland. Right. And you got guys like J.R. Smith coming out and saying, oh, well, if, you know, they trying to trade me to Minnesota, you better cancel that ticket. You could cancel Christmas on that. I ain't going to Minnesota. So now, A, you're empowering guys like Jimmy, or excuse me, uh, J.R. Smith to try to say where he isn't about to go as well. And you're going to vacate cities that players don't want to play in. Like you're going to make it so that guys, oh, I don't want to play in Salt Lake City, Utah no more. Utah's never going to be able to keep a star. I don't want to play in Minneapolis, Minnesota no more. Timberwolves will never be able to keep a star. And now what happens to those teams? What happens to those ticket sales? What happens to those fans when you start making these demands and players get to become GM and get to be where they want to be? Then, yeah, everybody's going to be in New York, L.A., Miami, Texas, where you don't got no state taxes. You know what I mean? Everybody's going to be where they want to be. Yeah, and that's that's the problem. And that's that's exactly what the NBA has to figure out a way to – I guess get rid of this, this 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 situation because, like you said, if everybody can go where they want to go, what's the point? Because if that's the case, you're gonna have all these superstars stacked up on one team. Now, I mean, I get it. The Golden State Warriors have everybody, you know, whatever. But they've done it the right. They've done it the way that they were supposed to do it. You know what I'm saying? Nobody asked Boogie Cousins to come there. He called us. Right. You can't say nothing about that. But my point is, though, like you're saying, if everybody wants to go and join up with their friends, because the rumor is that Kyrie Irving. And Jimmy Butler want to play together. So this is messing up Boston's situation too. Because right. if Jimmy Butler is sitting there trying to make demands to go to either the Clippers, the Knicks, the, 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 the Nets, or Miami, that means Kyrie Irving in some ways has something to do with this too because they can't control players from talking to each other. Right. You know what I'm saying? They can control right. coaches from talking to, to players, but they can't control players from talking to the players. So if they're sitting there talking about, yeah, let's go over here, let's do this, I'm going to be up in one year. If you just go over here, then I'll be up and I can leave. That's going to mess up the whole league. Now you're going to have teams, like you said, everybody's going to be stacking with one team. What's going to happen to, to the Phoenix Suns? What's going to happen to Phoenix? Phoenix is going to happen to Phoenix on its you know own. What I'm like, they don't need know, any help. They don't need any help. Much, you know how much I care about you, Phoenix? <laughs> what's going to happen to y'all? Oh, yeah, your parade. We need your parade. Exactly. You think that Devin Booker is going to stay there? No. No. Mm-mm. As soon as they, I can guarantee you right now, Devin Booker sitting in his hand like, man, I don't want to be here. It's 300 degrees outside and it's winter. You know, I don't want to be here. Oh, man. You know what I'm saying? I don't no, blame him, but, but I mean, you, but, I'm just saying that's what people are going to do now. I mean, but and 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 you're you're 100 percent right. If Oklahoma City doesn't find a way to win games together soon, I can see the same thing happening. Like, who wants to live in Oklahoma City except for Skip Bayless? I don't know anybody <laughs> who wants to live in Oklahoma City. You know what I'm saying? Um, and, again, that shouldn't even be a factor. You worked your whole life, your whole college life. Some of y'all didn't play college. You've worked your whole life to play in the NBA. Yeah. Revel in that fact. Right. You know what I'm saying? I saw a stat uh, two days ago. There was roughly 91,000 uh, Division One and Two NCAA players. 303 got drafted between uh, NBA and NFL in the last year. Wow. Revel in the fact that you play in a pro sport, making millions of dollars, do well at that, and then when you're in a contract year, a free agency year, 
you can move. You can make some moves. Do it within the, the system. But but allowing players to make demands while they're still under contract, playing GM is going to ruin the league. It's going to ruin small market teams and it, it overall, even big market teams. Because even New York, again, with the Carmelo situation, you a big market team and you still couldn't get it done. Right. Exactly. I mean, it, it doesn't make any sense. I get it. Players, they want to have the freedom to do whatever. And you know what? You know what? Honestly, if I was in the NFL, I'd be pissed off. I would yeah. be pissed yeah. off. As hard as they got to go through just to get a, a, a contract that actually makes sense for them, that if they don't get hurt, they won't lose all the rest of their money. For, I mean, think about this. Honestly, the 49ers have a contract thing with Jimmy G right now that they can get out of his contract if at the end of this year. And they will only owe three and a half million dollars for the cap. They, I mean, they paid him sixty million already because he'll get he's gonna get thirty million from this year. But he, they can get out of it where they want to pay him nothing after this. Right. Think about that. He's right. only played. He didn't play a whole season with y'all. Yeah, he got his little his his, his 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 bonus money and everything like that. But he hasn't even played a whole season with y'all, and they can get rid of him. Players in the NBA, y'all picking where you want to go play. You know what I'm saying, like. Just stick to right. what you do. If you want to live in L.A., go buy a house in L.A. You right. can play for the Timberwolves and still have a house in L.A. You right. know what I'm saying? Like, just stay in an apartment. You don't go be there because you're going to be on the road most of the time. And in the offseason, go to L.A. Then when your contract comes up, if you're good enough, go play for the Lakers or the Clippers. It's not that hard. Right. Like, it's not that hard. Like, trust me, I understand. Utah is hard to play in, especially for black people. There's probably not a lot of us. Not saying anything, that doesn't mean that you can't live there. These people are nice over there, no matter what. Mormon, I, I went to a Mormon school. I know. They're nice. Carl Malone, Carl Malone made it work. He That's made what I'm it saying. work. Hey, I'm a Carl. Carl ain't got nothing to do. Let's go play on a cross ranch. You know what I'm saying? It's not a problem. Then when you get off season, go to L.A. or wherever you want to do. It's not that big of a deal. My point is, yeah. I'm not trying to say stop being selfish, but stop taking advantage of a situation and look at what you have in that situation because every every one of us is struggling trying to get up you have it and i'm not saying that you can't express yourself and voice your opinions but don't be making demands when that's not your job yeah and 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 preserve the integrity of the league for the for the guys coming next you know what i'm saying like there wouldn't even be a minnesota for you to play on jimmy butler if guys before you took the same route thank you so exactly um, you know, that that's my whole take on that whole situation. So we'll see how that plays out. Um, so as we know, another flagrant story that happened this week, boxer Victor Ortiz had to turn himself in on rape charges. Uh, apparently, Victor was alleged to have raped a woman in her California home back in March. Um, and so an investigation was held. And following the investigation, a, a warrant for Victor Ortiz's Arrest was issued and Victor Ortiz, you know, uh, went ahead and surrendered himself to the police, um, you know, under this warrant. According to, you know, court documents, the charges include forcible rape, um, forcible oral copulation and forcible digital penetration, which uh, by me having to go look it up because I need to know what that meant, meant that he put his hands in places they didn't belong. Um, so. Not a lot of y'all may know Victor Ortiz, and you really shouldn't. Um, he's been a punching bag for other guys. Um, but he's had some decent wins. Um, 
you know, a, a boxer went up obviously against Floyd um, and hugged him. I don't, yeah. I don't even know if that was really called a fight. Um, but, uh, you know, he's also had some run-ins with the law, a couple DUIs. Um, and so Victor, you know, days before his fight, turned himself in and um, now is facing, you know, a serious rape t- case here. Hey, I mean, this is an ongoing story. Um, we just got these facts actually like a few days ago, a day ago, actually. Um, I don't know the whole thing. He's obviously in the wrong for what he was doing. Um, three count felonies, obviously, just like you were talking about with the forcible rape. Victor Ortiz hasn't done very much in his career. As you stated, the whole hugging of Floyd Mayweather in the boxing ring, which is probably the most embarrassing thing I've ever seen in boxing history. The fact that you would go hug somebody during a fight. And then he got knocked out, of course, after that, if you guys remember that. Um, Wasn't that on Cinco de Mayo? I believe so. I believe so. Uh, It was a a very embarrassing day either way for Victor Ortiz. Um, If you do remember it, you probably remember it from Dancing with the Stars. Expendables, which is a terrible movie. Expendable three. Uh, what else? A movie? Oh, Southpaw. That was a good. Yeah. Movie. But I mean, he wasn't very good in it. But <laughs> either, either way, I mean, Victor Ortiz right now. I mean, he's in a whole lot of trouble. You said 2015 sexual assault. Uh, he's had a few DUI cases, like you also stated. So I don't know. I don't. I. I mean, this is this is a bad look for Victor Ortiz. Obviously, um, he's going to probably do some serious. Serious. I don't know if he's gonna do some serious time, but he's gonna be in some serious trouble either way. His boxing career, 30, what, 32, 6 and 3. I mean, that's an impressive record, I guess, but not too many notable names other than Floyd Mayweather. Um who else? Maidana. That's about it. Um, yeah. So I mean, other than that, I mean it's not it's not too much. I mean, he's in a bad spot right now, you know what I'm saying? And like when they, when the more details come about this. I don't see anything getting better for him. I really don't. Like Victor Ortiz has not done a lot for himself in his career. He's not took himself to a higher spot in boxing. He hasn't done anything, obviously, outside of boxing. So, and the boxers you named, he lost to all of them. And yeah, you didn't even mention uh, uh, Colazzo and Berto. He also um, lost to Berto. both of them. Oh, I forgot <laughs> Berto too. Berto whipped him, beat him up. Yeah. So I mean. That was four out of six. So, <laughs> and them six losses. So, I mean, not a very impressive. He's not, nah. you know, I'm not trying to discredit him as a boxer. I mean, the man that has, I mean, it's a better career than, he, than most people have, but he's not helped himself in and out of the ring. And I mean, at this point, I don't see him getting any more fights or anything coming his way because, I mean, this is going to go on and it's going to be a bigger topic. And once it is, we will bring it to you and see whatever happens to him. But, it might be the end of his career. You know what I'm saying? Like I let's be honest. I mean, yeah. You haven't shown me much much inside the ring. And obviously outside the ring, you haven't done more to build your name. So sorry. Might be it for Victor Ortiz, man. I am. Any, any fans of his, I don't know what to say. I don't know what to yeah, say. drink a Tecate. Wait for the <laughs> next one. All right, for real. <laughs> <laughs> You better jump on Joy, jump on the uh, Canelo Alvarez train. <laughs> Switch it up, Switch it up. Victor ain't gonna get you uh, nothing, man. Jump on that yeah. solid Canelo Alvarez train, man. Stick to some winners. 
Yeah, that's about it. Winner. That's about it. So, um, a good segue into winners. winners I want to pick winners. pick this this week's NFL's winners. Yeah. Um, so let's see, let's see, who do we have um, that you know you got you got locked in? Uh, I'm gonna go with my first pick. I think um, I'm gonna go with the Bengals. The Bengals are playing the Atlanta Falcons this week in Atlanta. The spread right now is five and a half points uh, actually for the Bengals. So there'll be plus five and a half against Atlanta. The spread also is over and under is 51 and a half. Now, I don't know how you like to bet. If you like to go pick the winner of the thing or, or, or of the game, I would personally go towards the Bengals in this situation. Five and a half is a lot of points to give a team. I I'm not very much in favor of Atlanta right now with their defense. They lost two of their primary safeties. One of them is an all-pro safety, which they lost a few weeks ago, actually. Um, but now they just lost one uh, yesterday who was playing that safety role in the place of him, of that safety. They also lost one of their star linebackers, Deion Lewis – or Deion Jones. I'm sorry, not Deion Lewis. Deion Jones, who was a very big part of their defense and basically – uh, is kind of, I guess we said the leader of the backfield for them. So with that being said, AJ Green, Tyler Boyd, who is becoming a star in front of everybody's eyes. I don't really see them, or Atlanta, I should say. I don't see Atlanta really stopping them. Now, Atlanta does have offense. We all know about Julio Jones. Um, Calvin really came on the scene last week with his three touchdowns. So, Muhammad Sanu. So, it might be more of a shootout. So, if you do want to go with the over, that's, there's nothing wrong with that. I actually might take that as well. But if I was going to bet this game, which I am going to bet this game, I'm going to run with the Cincinnati Bengals with a five and a half points. Is there any game that you saw that you liked? Or um, I'm taking – Anybody that plays the Buccaneers? No, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> Man, y'all better stop hating on my 49ers, giving the Chargers 11 points. Damn near. Let me, let me. Okay, let me go on that one real quick. I'm not gonna bet this one because this, I'm, it's not a trap game. This might actually get out of control. I'm just gonna be honest. We talked about this earlier about them coming in there in the StubHub Center in LA and trying to play the Chargers now. The one thing I can say about the Chargers is they will shoot themselves in the foot throughout the game. They will give you a chance to actually compete with them because we all know the Chargers don't know how to win games outright. Now, they also are the high, one of the highest offenses in the league. They are second right now in offense. Second. Now, we all know the Kansas City Chiefs are first, but you think about that. They played the Rams, the Chiefs. And the Bills. Now, uh, you say, okay, the Bills haven't been playing really well. I get that. But they've still managed to average over 30 points a game in all three of these games. So if 49ers cannot keep up, which I'm almost certain they cannot, 11 doesn't seem that bad. I'm just going to be honest with you. 11 doesn't seem that bad. Now, I personally don't like to bet that high of spreads. Yeah. I'm gonna be honest with you. This might be a this might be a layup, man. It, it might be, but everything that we we have lost over the last couple of weeks, um, it it really might happen. And so 
That's why I don't bet with emotions, and I will not touch that game at all whatsoever. Coming um, back full circle, do not give up on C.J. Beathard. <laughs> Remember that. I said it in the beginning. I'm saying it again. Do no, not I, you give up on C.J. Beathard. Listen, this is this is Niner gang all day. Oh, shit. I, 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 most of my headphones, I'm going to cut that. This is Niner gang. <laughs> listen, this is Niner gang all day. I'm riding with my, my team till the wheels fall off. So that that is never, ever, 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 ever going to change. I'm also a realist. And I have to be realistic with my with my fandom so that I don't get, you know. Makes sense. Makes over enthused. I don't ever bet on the Raiders games ever. I mean, it wouldn't be any point because they don't cover any spreads and they lose every game. But I don't ever bet on them or against them or anything because if I watch them and they lose and, and I bet on them money. to win, then I will be infuriated yeah. with them. So yeah. I, I, I try yeah. to stay away from that. Um, another game that I I kind of like, but I'm kind of on the fence about just because the point spread is kind of low, is the Seahawks and Cardinals. They're playing in Arizona. As we know, Cardinals are terrible, flat out. Phoenix, big surprise. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, it, it happens for all sports, I guess. With, with, with they, the city of Phoenix and the population – we love you. Oh, it's beautiful. I, I love going to Phoenix. I'm not going to lie to you. I'm going to tell you right now, if it, if it had nothing to do with your football team or your basketball team, A+. plus, A+. plus. I, I love it down there. I mean, what, what place can you go and it'd be it, – it's December and it's 80 degrees outside? It's perfect. Uh, Florida. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, at least yeah. it's not raining, though. Let's put it yeah. like that. Yeah. But, yeah. <laughs> but, okay, so my point is your football team and your basketball team are terrible. But – this is another game that I don't know about because Seattle is coming into, into Arizona. And they are division, terrible. They are terrible too. The division matchup. Now we're going off let's go off the quarterbacks. So three and a half point spread. The over and under is 38 and a half, 39 in some places. Russell Wilson, they had a good game against Dallas at home for the home opener last week. That won. Cash that on that. That was good. I also told you to take the under on that. In the last podcast, that hit also. Now, yep. on top of that, Seattle's coming down there. I think they, they're not on a roll, but I think they have more confidence now in the young players. Russell Wilson seemed like he was playing. Uh, they might get Doug Baldwin back. So I think, if, if anything, if you're not confident in the under, play the three and a half for Seattle because Arizona is starting Josh Rosen for the first game of his career. Now, he played a little bit last game when they played against the Bears, and he was terrible. But now he's getting his first start. So maybe he does okay. Most likely he won't. Seattle's defense is not the Seattle of old. They're not the Legion of Boom anymore. But they do have a serviceable defense. They do have players that, that will rush the quarterback and be aggressive. So if you're going to take this bet, my my first pick would probably be lean towards the under. But if not, the more – Probably the easier bet might be the, the Seattle three and a half, just because I think that Seattle will still come out and put up numbers. And because I think Russell Wilson and his team and the coaching staff has a little bit more confidence than Arizona does with the first year coach and the first year quarterback. Yeah. I'm sorry. I just don't take, I just wouldn't bet on a first year quarterback and a first year coach. Just wouldn't do it. So that's that bet. Take it how you want it, but 
that's what I think is going to happen for the end of the year. Now, the last one I'm going to go on, <laughs> and I'm not going to bet this. I'm just telling you right now. I just told you I don't bet my team, and I don't. I don't at all. But I will tell you where this game is probably going to lean towards. I'm going to take the over and under on this game. The over and under is 44 and a half. I'm just going to give you two facts. In the first three games, Cleveland has scored under 21 points. In the first three games, the Raiders have not scored over 21 points. The score is 44 and a half. Now, if you know how to do math and you're watching this video, 44 and a half is a number. 21 points and less than 21 points equals 41 points at best. These two teams are not going to be able to score. You got Johnny Menzel. No, no, don't get me wrong. It could happen. Now, the Raiders' defense is terrible. Yeah. Now, they haven't scored over 20 points, but their opposition has. So, if you had to bet on this game, I would probably take the under because I'm not trusting that Johnny Menzel going to the black hole for your first career start is going to be a promising situation. Despite how terrible the Raiders are on defense, the black hole, once it gets rocking for that first that it's not the first game because they had the Monday night game, but for their first day home game, it's gonna be crazy. We've waited two weeks without football in Oakland. It's gonna be loud and intense in there. You might be able to get a few plays. Johnny Menzel is a good quarterback. I think wait, he's wait, gonna be wait. You said Johnny Menzel three times. Damn, I keep forgetting. I'm Baker sorry, Baker Mayfield. Mayfield. <laughs> I Damn. just caught that. I was like, wait, wait, wait. This Look, this is a problem I'm having right now. This is a problem I'm having right now. I'm going to be honest with you. We can restart it if you want to. No, 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 I don't. I, I'm going to tell you. <laughs> this is a problem I'm having. And maybe I need to get over this because Baker Mayfield is better than Johnny Menzel. And I, because they both played from Cleveland, because they're small in stature, because they came out with this big hype, I can't, I, for the love of me, I cannot get past Johnny Menzel and Baker Mayfield being the same person. It just, it can't get, let me, ever, let me have say. Have you ever seen them in the same room? No, but Baker, Baker is a totally different per- person. His vibe is different. He's what, like, I, I, I actually really like Baker Mayfield. I just kept, for some reason, I, I, every time I see him, I just keep saying Johnny Menzel. So my bad, Baker. That's that's from the heart. I on the real. Like you are a way better quarterback than Johnny Menzel. Shout out to Johnny Menzel in Canada throwing picks pick sixes everywhere. We're not worried about you. Let me get back to it. Baker Mayfield is having his first start as a Cleveland Bounds quarterback. Even though he played last game for the second half, this is his first start going into the black hole. I know he was the number one pick. I know he is the hype what he is, and I know he will be who he is, but this is going to be a hostile situation. So if I was going to bet this, I would probably most likely take the under on this game just because of the nerves, just because of everything that's going on. I don't think the Raiders are going to be able to move the ball on their end because as people have seen, Cleveland's defense is way better than people have been giving them credit for. They are good. They are good. So if that is, I'm saying right now, Baker Mayfield is going to go into Oakland and he's going to probably have an average day. 
and the Raiders are probably just going to have a Raider day, which yeah. is um, I, I'm 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 not the big big gambler as um, you know most of you guys know, but I do look at, at certain things and not to pick on them just because I live here and I like to like pick on them. But the Tampa Bay Chicago game, I'm looking at it and I've I've looked at it a few times and now I'm looking at it again. And I feel like this is one of those games where the minus three leaning towards Chicago may be kind of low. Like, I'm actually re-looking at this. And no matter who, because it, Tampa hasn't declared who they're going to start, but it's likely going to be uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick. That would make the most sense. It would be an idiot to start Jameis Winston um, after not having played and, and not really been a part of practice and to just throw him out there against Khalil Mack and that defense. You'd be an idiot to throw him out there. But looking at, at at Fitzpatrick when he starts to get flustered, I think this could be a longer day for Tampa than 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 minus three. I think Chicago comes away up seven, maybe even ten points at the end of this game. Um and I I, I don't even see Tampa putting up more than 20. Oh. That, well, and that, I mean, that's me. I mean that. I can see that. I mean, that's a, that's kind of a weird game to me. Um, I do think that on offense, Tampa does have a little bit more weapons than Chicago does. But like you're saying, I don't know if they'll be able to use those weapons when you have Khalil Mack, Danny Trevathan, and Raekwon Smith running at your face. Especially if, <laughs> especially if your offensive line plays the same way they just played against Pittsburgh. Right, because Fitz was on his back a lot against Pittsburgh, and so if your offensive line intends to play the same way they just played against Pittsburgh, you can forget about using Mike Evans at all. Like you'll never see him. Right, and Pittsburgh is soft defense at best, so right. their pass rushers don't even rush. They so I, I I think this 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 minus three might be kind of low. I think I think Chicago comes away a touchdown or better. That's just me. I can see it. I can see that, especially after playing on Monday night, having to come to Chicago. That actually is a good take. I actually like that. That might actually be a – yeah, that actually might be a good bet. I might have to look into that. But, yeah, I mean, those are our picks, I think, for this week. Um, yeah. Like always, you know, we try to give you the best things that we think are going to happen. Um, last week, pretty much everything worked according to plan except for – New England. Sorry yeah. about that. <laughs> Nobody saw that coming, though. Nobody right, saw right. That you coming. can't blame me for that. You can't blame me for that one. I mean, if you could take it up with Bill Belichick and oh, yeah, you could, yeah, I was about to say you could sum it up in the look of Tom Brady's face in the fourth quarter, like he didn't even see that coming. Right, but everything else paid off. So, I mean, we do our best to give you what we can, but you know what I'm saying? Like these are all bets. Everything is a bet, man. Like I can yeah. come out here and say whatever I want to, and then. You know what I'm saying? Somebody else, Josh Rosen, throw for 500 yards and six touchdowns. Baker Mayfield could come out here <laughs> and have a dominant game. I ain't gonna lie, though. I like I like Baker though. He, he's gonna be a good quarterback. I really do. I think he's gonna be. Good. I don't know if it'll be this game, but I think he'll come out here and, and do some things. With that being said, that wraps up Hella Flag of the podcast episode three. Um, as always, I'm your man Flagrant DM. My brother Sean B. Flagrant, you can follow us. It's at the bottom of your screen right there. Uh, so follow us on the social media, uh, Twitter, Instagram. The Facebook page is 
Facebook.com slash flagrant foul, the website, the flagrantfoul.com. Make sure you go to hellaflagrant.com. Still got all these styles, all of them available um, on the website, plus all the new styles. Um, and definitely dropping some new stuff for the fall, hoodies, um, all kind of stuff. So check in with us, flagrantfoul.com, Hella Flagrant. We out of here. Yeah, peace, man. Remember, like, follow, subscribe, everything that we do, man. We doing it for y'all. So check out the videos, check out the, the, the podcast and the, and, the, and the story that we write, man. It's, everything's on the website. Here it is. Thanks.